Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sarah Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sarah Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sarah Davison. Welcome back to the show where you'll learn to transform your heartbreak into happiness. I'm Sarah Davison and I'm here as your trusted guide to help you every step along the way. Now today I'm excited to share with you a webinar I did called How to Divorce a Difficult Person and Recover from a Toxic Relationship. Right now, this topic is more relevant than ever, and it's a real global issue. So welcome to part one of the webinar. What is abuse? Well, let's just talk about abuse. Okay, abuse is not normal. One in four women, one in five children, and one in six men experience domestic abuse. Okay, now, you can see here that, you know, it happens to men and women and obviously children. So it is, it is you know, for men and women as well. I know we've got some men listening in today as well. So it is for both genders, although, you know, there is a predominance. It is higher uh, for women. But as you can see here, one in six men also experience domestic abuse. And there have been some TV programmes actually in the UK very recently uh, actually last week, I think, about um, men who've been abused. So it is is a topical um, subject right now, and rightly so. Uh, a woman dies every three days in the UK as a direct result of domestic abuse. Every three days a woman is dying in the UK because of domestic abuse. And on average, it takes five years for someone to leave an abusive relationship. Now, this is something that your friends may, may, may not really understand or appreciate, right? Um, because I tell you why, because it, for them, so a lot of people, and let me know, put in the chat box if you've, if you've been told this, well, why didn't you just get out? Or why don't you just leave? And we're going to come on to why people stay. But this, this stat five years can be quite shocking. 30 women a day try to commit suicide as a direct result of domestic abuse. I know that people on here all have been in that situation and I see it all the time, as do the Dash charity. Um, it is 30 women a day, guys. This is super high. And, you know, we need, we really, really need to be educating as many people as possible on what this is so you can reach out because you may not know that your friend is going through this you know most of us know somebody even if it hasn't happened to us most of us will know somebody who is going through it right now right now and that's the thing quite often you may not you may not know you may not recognize the signs but after today hopefully you will now of course if you are in immediate danger and you're tuning into this wherever you are please call your police emergency services you know, this is really important that you don't know, put yourself at risk and that you stay safe. And the only way to do that may be to call the police. And I know when you're in an abusive relationship, we quite often will normalise abuse. We will minimise it as well. We're going to talk a little bit about that later. 
but it's not normal and it's not acceptable, okay? Now, quite often I refer to abusive people, perpetrators, as difficult people. Now, when I say that, okay, it is not in any way to diminish what they've done or the significance or the horror of what they're doing or the cruelty um, or to in any way say that it is acceptable because it is not. But as a coach, dialing down the negative intensity from certain words like abuse and perpetrator can help you to stay a little bit more uh, stable and not trigger you. So also, I think that calling them difficult people so it takes away significance from them, right? We take away significance, but actually, that's what they really want, isn't it? So actually taking the significance away and dialing them down, making them as insignificant as possible also helps. So you might hear me referring to them as difficult people. But as I said, that is in no way to dial down the, the impact or the significance of what the abuse is. So it is important to get clarity on abuse. Okay, If you are in an abusive relationship, it's important to understand what abuse is, how it works, how we get into those relationships. And I'm going to cover a lot of that today. And also to know that it's not your fault. OK, it is not your fault and you will be OK. You know, it may not seem like it right now. But you are not alone. OK, and you will be OK. During this presentation, you might get some light bulb moments. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, um, suddenly you're going to go, aha, you know, those aha moments where you think, gosh, OK, I'm I'm struggling here, you know, or I get that this means this resonates with me. And that's OK. So do bear that in mind that you may get some light bulb moments. So that's why I asked you to get a pen and a piece of paper so you can really capture what we're doing today. And it's about taking small steps every day as we go through. What are the different types of domestic abuse? Uh, well, obviously, we have physical abuse. And sometimes those signs are easier to spot, right? Because someone actually has, somebody actually has a bruise or a cut or a broken bone um, or is injured in some way. Sexual abuse, uh, quite often that is a, a way to control either um, making you do things you don't want to do or are uncomfortable with or really push your boundaries or removing sex completely to make you feel unattractive or rejected and unloved. Abuse can happen through your children and that can often be uh, whilst you're living in the same home but also post-separation abuse because after you separate the myth is that the abuse will stop. Now, for any of those listening or watching who have been through an abusive relationship, you will know and be very familiar that actually coming out of abusive relationship increase your risk, first of all, because 30% of domestic homicides in the UK happen during those first three months of separation from your abuser, purely because they are losing control over you during those months. So what they, they're trying to do is frantically get that abuse back. Uh, and that control back over you. So sometimes the only way to maintain that is to use the children. Coercive controlling behavior, economic abuse, um, maybe running out debts in your name or controlling what you spend or just being very secretive about money and finances, not letting you have access to money um, and psychological abuse. So again, there are lots of different types of abuse. We're not just focusing on physical abuse here, we're talking about all of these. 
how do you know if your partner has an abusive personality? There are going to be some classic textbook traits that I want you to be able to spot, okay? And this is going to enable you to stop repeating the patterns that maybe you've done before of getting into toxic relationships, which is really, really important, guys. So they're going to have a sense of self-importance. It might also seem like they're living in a fantasy world. Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as The Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup take back your control and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. So they're going to have a sense of self-importance. It might also seem like they're living in a fantasy world. They have a constant need for praise and attention, that adulation I was talking about earlier, and a sense of entitlement, like they are just owed whatever, you know. They, they also have um, no shame or guilt. So they can do things and then carry on. They're not embarrassed by their actions most of the time. They have a lack of empathy, a real lack of empathy as well. And God complex, again, going along a bit with that sense of self-importance. They are super convincing liars. A lot of them are con artists. Um, they never accept blame or the consequence of their actions. It's always somebody else's fault. Um, bullying, belittling and intimidating others is, is their modus operandi. That's what they do. Mirroring is really interesting um, because mirroring is a reflection of their behavior, but they put it on you. Does that sound familiar? So they will accuse you of something that they're actually doing themselves. Like, why are you so mean? Why are you so so unreliable? Why are you being so difficult? When actually it's them that's doing it, okay? So they will often, because they don't accept blame, they just put it on you, which actually is super confusing, right? Because you're there going, hang on a second. If you're saying that, then what am I doing that is confusing? Or what am I doing that is being mean? What, and so you start questioning because you're logical and rational and empathetic. You're looking for your part in this, which is very, very confusing. And it's called gaslighting when it's so you know, confusing that at some point they could tell you your name was something else and you'd even believe them. I mean, it's that can be that debilitating. Um, they're all or nothing personalities, so quite often they're addicts as well. So alcohol, drugs, maybe if they're going to get get fit, they'll be in the gym all the time, or they're overeating and they're eating junk. You know, it's one or the other. It's very sort of yo-yo up and down. 
and very charming. So they might look like the life and soul of the party, your friends and family and people you work with might think they are just amazing, but behind closed doors, that's not the case. So quite often it's a double life. And quite often you're the only one that's gonna see that other side. So what are the signs that you are in an abusive relationship? Well, walking on eggshells is one, which basically means that you are on edge. So as soon as you hear the door go and your ex is home, you're on edge because you're like, what mood is they are they going to show up in right now? Are they in a good mood? Are they in a bad mood? To be honest, even if they're in a good mood, it can just take a heartbeat for something to explode. Um, the gaslighting we've already talked about, there's a lot of lying. Um, the, and the lying and the gaslighting slowly erodes your confidence and self-esteem, which again keeps you stuck in that relationship, right? Because you lack the confidence to leave and you think it's your fault a lot of the time and it's not. Um, so it increases your self-doubt. They quite often will isolate you from friends and family and your support team. They might say things like, well, I'm the man in your life now. You don't need those friends or you don't need to be so close to your dad. Or they might say, oh, uh, you know what? I'm a bit tired. Do we have to go and see your friends this weekend? Like, can we just, you know, just not go? And so you're like, oh, OK, right, we won't go this week. And then the next week, it's like, oh, I'm still feeling a bit tired. And, and in the end, you don't want to put them out. So you just distance yourself from those friends. A double life, again, you guys, behind closed doors, things are very, very different than the perception to other people externally. And you won't want people to know either. In a lot of cases, you'll try to be covering up for them, which, again, perpetuates this whole cycle. So you start to lose your personal freedom. I had a client the other day who wasn't even allowed to go and get her nails done. She used to do that a lot. Um, when, even when she was in the nail salon, he'd be calling her, where are you? Where are you? What are you doing? Come on, I need you back here because they used to work together. Financial control, again, is very, very common. Now, are these things that you recognize, guys, if they are, just drop me a, a thumbs up in the chat box or on Instagram if you're listening to this live on Instagram. I, I'm really interested to see where you guys are at and if this is resonating with you. Um, emotional, verbal and physical abuse. I mean, you're going to be spotting those signs. But, you know, it's interesting because when you're in it, again, it's very easy to normalise it and believe that it's your fault. That's it for today. And I look forward to you joining me for part two of the webinar on my next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness.